Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Long Talk Radio. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney Perry Live. Uh, big ups to everybody that's been tuning in to the show. Thank you so much for archiving the show, checking it out, even if you couldn't check it out live. I really appreciate everybody on iTunes, everybody on Facebook, everybody on Twitter, everybody on MySpace, uh, uh, and, and anybody in the Blog Talk family that's a, a host that's been uh, blessing my show with your presence. I appreciate you so very much. Shouts out to my man Stevie Mac. Stevie Mac, uh, Mac at Night, his show is always off the chain. The comedy is incredible. Uh, Peasy, shouts out to Peasy's place. And uh, I see you on the line, dog. I see you on the line. Thank you for calling in and being prompt. Uh, I got a super-duper guest for y'all today. I'm so excited about this man. He's such a an awesome individual, awesome human being, and uh, I, I feel privileged uh, to talk to him today. His name is Tommy Ford. He's an actor, a producer, a writer, an activist, a director. Uh, he wears so many hats in this entertainment game, and he's a good dude. And he's a Virgo, and I, you know I, I like him on so many different levels. Now I got to ask him this uh, later on in the show, of course. But they got his birthday listed as as if it's in June, so we'll get to talk about that and 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 a, and a few other things. Uh, before I get started today, uh, as I did my research on my guest and and his his work with kids, it reminded me of an event I did um, this year in Dallas, Texas, at a school called St. Phillips. And St. Phillips is it's a private school. But uh, they do so much for the underprivileged kids and giving them a, a top-notch A-grade education where they can compete in this competitive educational world. And they have a creed that they have the children say that I think is so powerful. So um, I'm going to start the show off today with that creed. The creed is uh, 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 a, a group of uh, words that they put together, and I think it's so powerful. So here it goes. Look at me. I am more than what you see. Destiny is mine. If it is to be, it is up to me. Society will condemn, but only I determine my path. My people have suffered and died for my chance to read and do math. Just as sacrifices were made to make my future bright, it is my responsibility to do things that are right. I must start today to pave the way. The community and the world need my contribution. In success, I will not stray. The bias, the rumors, nor the stereotypes will hinder my growth. I claim dignity and prosperity. 
my God promises both. Look at me. I am sharp, empowered, talented, and proud without limit. I will use my education to explore new heights. The sky is the limit if I just put my mind in it. When I say stick it out, I don't mean a hand. I will persevere to play my role in God's omniscient plan. I will live by put-ups and not put-down for my sister and brother. I care for you. I respect you. If I don't, why should another? Success is my right. Failure, my option. I have the voice. The consequences I will expect, for I made the choice. Look at me. Great things lie ahead. Judge me not by what you've been told, but by what's in my head. That is the St. Philip's Creed, and I think it's so uh, uh, apropos, if you will, for my my guest today. He's such an awesome individual. Before I get into the show, I want to give you all a little bit of my dog. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest for today, Mr. Tommy Ford. What does GTD stand for? Tommy, I've asked a question. What does GTD stand for? I asked you a question. Man! You are in a court of law. There are a lot of people in here. We can't hear you. Your Honor, you're going to have to make them speak up. What does GTD stand for? Got the draws, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> I had to play that because this dude is so incredible, and I'm really blessed to have become friends with him. He's on the line right now, one of the coldest guys in the game. Uh, let me see how how, how can I can I can begin to introduce this guy? Um, TV star, movie star, uh, radio. Uh, aficionado, activist, uh, motivator. Uh, you've seen him uh, in the critically acclaimed short film called The Club. You've seen him on House on television, or you may have heard him on The Proud Family, or you might have saw him do his thing on Judge and Amy, or maybe even The Parkers. I'm just naming a, a few. I'm just paraphrasing. Or maybe you've seen him on New York Undercover, or maybe on the on the film that, that really catapulted him to most of our Psyche, the movie Harlem Nights. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, show some love for my friend, Mr. Tommy Ford. <laughs> What's up, dog? How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing great, brother. How about you? I am great, man. I'm so excited to have you on the show, man. First of all, thank you. Um, this is Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if you know a lot about it, man, but it, it, it gives a cat or anybody the opportunity to come on and start their own show. So uh, this is my fifth show, and I, I wanted to save you till I really knew what I was doing a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you, because of the love and respect I have for you, brother, I'm sitting on an airplane right now in Washington, D.C., so I wouldn't do this for anybody but you, man. Oh, man, 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 thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, I I know you're, you're scheduled, you, you don't have a whole lot of time, so I'm, I'm going to get right to it. Um, Martin Lawrence, your part on that show, how did it happen? 
Hello. I think we dropped Tommy. I think we dropped Tommy. So, um, you know what? What you know? The show must go on. I, God, dog, he'll call back. I'm sure he will call back. Uh, let's go to the lines. I got, I got some people on the line. Six one four. You listening? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, this is my man. Yes, Peasy. sir. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good, man. Hold on for one second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. What's going on, Roddy, man? I was lis- I was listening in to Tommy. You know, he said he was on the airplane dropped. I'm sure he's going to call back in. Yeah, yeah. But... He, he just he just clicked back in. Uh, uh, that's Peasy from Peasy's Place, uh, one of the hottest shows on Blogstock. Peasy, lay in the cut for me one second. I'm coming back to you. Got you. I think we got the, the hardest working man in show business back up. Tommy Ford. <laughs> What's up, brother? I apologize, but I don't know what just happened. Let's lost the call. Oh man, don't don't worry about it, man. We all we on the phone lines. That's what makes this medium so cold is that you can call back and we can kick it right back in. Now, my my first question to you is, how did your role on Martin come about? Tell us about that. Well, Martin Lunch and I were great friends even before there was um, a Martin show, and uh, we did his very first play together. See, I come from the theater. I studied theater for six years, finished at USC. So we did his first play together. I remember the first time we met him, we were at an audition. He was like, oh, man, I saw you in, you know, Harlem Nights. And I said, man, I saw, I've seen you. So we became great fans of one another's work and became great friends. And from that, we, we were like best friends. So we took the same relationship that Tommy and Martin had, where we were on the basketball court playing ball and looking out for one another. We took that same relationship to the television screen. Wow, wow. So, so now I, I know this about you, about you. When you got the call for Martin, you was all, you already had already booked another show. That's right. I had my own series at the time, and we were just getting about to shoot. And I remember my, my agent was like, listen, let me tell you something. I saw the script of this Martin treatment, and it is just terrible. So go ahead and do that show, and you'll be able to do this one, and we'll be able to get, get them both done, man. You know, you, the, the, you know, the very uh, famous uh, Michael Jacobs, who was a executive producer of the other show, and who's still doing wonderful things. Right. So we thought we're going to get two bangs for a buck, and I ended up banging that out for five years. <laughs> wow. So his advice to you was go do this Martin thing. It's probably not going to last. Not going to last. And you end up doing Martin for five years. Man, and, and ben, I tell you, I've done a large body of work, but people most remember, I don't care what I do, when I'm doing it, I'll always be Tommy for Martin. Now, now. The man who ain't got no job. <laughs> Now let's talk about uh, the man that ain't got no job. Like, when did that that through line pop into the story, and did you have anything to do with it? No, I didn't have any. After after the second season, we come back and there's a long break in between, and every show starts off with a table read. Every episode starts off with a table read. So we got back our second season, and we hadn't been back, you know, for several months, and we had a hiatus, and we're sitting around doing a table read. And the, the the idea comes up, well, so, well, well, maybe Tommy after work. And then Martin stops reading and goes, wait a minute. Tommy, what the hell do you do? And everybody cracked. He wasn't, he was just, he wasn't, he wasn't in character. He was being Martin. What do you mean with that, dude? He said, you have a job. I said, of course I have a job. And I'm starting to explain, and everybody's like, no, 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 don't explain. We love it. I don't know. No, we don't love that. I got to have a job, you know. My dad was an MP in the Navy, so he ran his motto in the house was nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Get off your butt and do something. Come so on I now. thought the biggest insult in the world was to be a man who had no job. 
but it actually worked. And and it became really amazing how that worked. It was just a very out of honest dialogue. First, this whole new new um, gag that ran for years, and wow. now it's the most que- most asked question of my life: Is you got the time? You got a job. Well, I, I know not only do you got a job, you got many jobs. And, and you, you mentioned this this great film, Harlem Nights. So let me backtrack in your career to Harlem Nights. Well, even before Harlem Nights, USC theater student, you know, graduated, get ushered into Hollywood. Your first or one of your first auditions is for what? You know, my first, very first television audition right out of college was uh, Different World. I played Delisa's ex-husband ah. on Different World. And okay. that was my first job. That was my introduction into the industry. And okay. interestingly enough, Jasmine Guy, who ended up eventually, who wasn't the original cast member of Harlem Nights, but um, Michael Michelle was really originally casted. And they had some issues, and they brought in Jasmine, who was also amazingly beautiful and very talented as well. Mm-hmm. So from that, I got the audition for um, from Harlem Nights, and then, interestingly enough, Arsenio Hall was supposed to play Tommy Smalls. But when Eddie and I did the audition, I thought this man had the funniest laugh in the world. So every time he laughed at exactly every time I heard him laugh, it made me laugh. So he started laughing at my laugh, but I started laughing at his laugh. Before you knew it, we had 15 minutes of both of us falling all over the floor laughing at one another. Get out of here! And the rest and, is history. The rest is history. And he said at the end, he said, you know what? Our city is going to be upset. But, man, couldn't you imagine what it would be like he walked in with his big old ass? And that's what burst the whole thing. Wow. I, man, and, and you did a tremendous job. How intimidating was that for you as an actor to walk on that set with Richard Pryor and, and, and you know, and Eddie Murphy and, and you know. and was, was, Red was, Fox was it, was and Arsenio Hall. And... Yes. You know, it wasn't, I was too young and dumb to be intimidated. I think I was so excited and thrilled and amazed that the fear didn't come in. I was in such awe to be in the presence of that much greatness at one time. So so a lot of times, you know, young people, they become fearless when they win excitement. So I was so excited and overwhelmed with joy that because, you know, I came from a theater background, so it became an opportunity to say, okay, let's go. Let's turn on the lights and let's get this puppy started. And I think what happens also when these men, even though they were giants in the industry, were very beautiful people as well. They took me under their wings and chat with me. You know, they found out how, when they found out how young I was and just out of school. So they became great mentors, gave great advice. They made it easy to work because they were so wonderful to work with and to work for. Got it. Well, well, speaking of mentor, you, you've been uh, somewhat of a mentor to me. We work uh, Who's Got Jokes, and you are our moral authority. Uh, that's not a role that's very foreign to you because you're a very spiritual cat. Can you talk about your spirituality? Well, you know, I, I grew up a church boy. That's well, all I knew was church boy. So that foundation really was, I think, is the key to, to who Tommy Ford is. Now I'm not a church boy, but I'm a boy who – who really admires and God and the power of God, understands the power of God, and even even more so where before everything was about church and scripture, now it's really about that relationship and how wonderful it is 
that just like when you study, when you study the walk of Christ, it wasn't about judging everybody. It wasn't about slapping people upside the head and saying, be like me, or I'm going to break your legs. It was really about, hey, I have a suggestion for how you can make your life wonderful, and here it is. So I, I think that's an important part of my life. It doesn't matter who I'm around or what they're doing, what culture they are, what cultural background they are. It's really about loving and respecting that individual for who they are. And when that individual says, hey, there's, something, there's a piece about you, what is it? Then it's an opportunity to say, hey, this is what it is. Well, I don't have to beat nobody upside the head. Right. right. Now, now what's, what, what, do you, what do you think is more difficult? Because you do it all. You, you do drama. You do comedy. You do, you know, romantic comedy. You, you play the love interest. You play the lead man. What's the hardest part about being Tommy Ford, the actor? Well, as it relates to the different genres of acting, I think, what you do is more difficult. I don't have the courage to be a stand-up comic because I, I, I don't handle rejection well. I got to cut you off here, Tommy. Okay. I seen you in Germany rip for like 10 minutes. Then Tommy was like, man, I'm not no comic. Just give me five minutes. I go up there. I get them warmed up. We look up. Me and Bill Bellamy look up. Tommy to drop about 15. <laughs> you know, do you think you were able to do that because of the great comedians that you've been in company with? Well, I think it's a difference. I think I can go up and be me and just share and laugh and have fun, and it's a difference than going up and doing a routine. So I had, the, I had the pleasure of not having any pressure because Rodney and Bill will come and tear this place up. So I can just go out and be me and just have fun and be silly, and that was the difference. I didn't have to go with a routine. I can just go out and have fun and enjoy myself and, and share the, the wonderful experiences I've had in my life, and these people loved it because – it, I wasn't performing for them. I was just sharing with them and enjoying. Is is the theater your first love? Theater's definitely my first love. Um, I, I I think theater, drama, those things are so amazing to me because all you have to be is honest. It doesn't matter how good how how you look or how you sound. Just be honest. The matter people can see that and people can understand it and 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 appreciate that honesty. With, with comedy is different. I gotta make you laugh, regardless of your social background, your class, your where you grew up, what your religion is. I got to find a way to make you laugh. But in drama, just be honest. Wow. And that's why I, I love drama so much because it is a an honest presentation. Of this I, is I what think, I am. I think uh, you know uh, that's kind of what I've learned in, in being a stand-up. Though the longer I'm in it, the more honest I am. You know uh -huh. what I mean? So I think honesty is a through line that we probably share more than we realize it because as I uh, learn more about acting, you know, I just want to listen more and try to be present in the moment. I've had the opportunity to watch you uh, on stage uh, live with us doing Who's Got jo Jokes. I've had the opportunity to watch your, your stage performance as well. Tommy Ford the leading man, how do you embrace the sexy joint? You know what's interesting? I hear women say this, and I'm, I'm in D.C. now, and I, you know, you hear them screaming, you hear the, the all the good wonderful Ooh, invitations. Ford! I, Ooh, Tommy Ford! <laughs> all the great invitations I get before it's time to chip the, the tucky of the bed, but I don't get it, really. It's kind of like I don't spend time trying to be sexy or anything. I just mean, I think sort of, <laughs> excuse me, almost like what we talked about 
um, about being on stage is just being honest and finding something, not trying to be somebody else, not trying to, you know, just have a style that's your own. And when you're honest, folk will folk appreciate that. It's a light that, or a magnet that makes people drawn to you. When you respect people and you're, you're loved because you do it, I think what I do is it's like the ministry. Many are called, but few are chosen. And this is my ministry. This is what I was chosen to do. So if if folk are blessed by it, that's a blessing to me. If as long as it's just the women that send in the love letters and not the brothers from prison, I'm all right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I received that blessing. I received that. <laughs> hey, I, I know I know you get an opportunity. I, I was on your website. Um, you're listed as an activist. I know you have a line of children's books. Tell me about the children's books. I believe that young people mirror the images of those they perceive are cool. They, they, they mirror the images of athletes, entertainers, and rappers, and singers. So my belief is this. If we put out images that young people can embrace that are powering, empowering and positive and productive, then perhaps they can embrace those images. You look at uh, every, next, the next time you, there's a big fight in the NBA, I guarantee you on another basketball court in someone high school, it's going to be a big fight. They duplicate the tattoos. They duplicate the style. So the idea is to create positive character education, to create positive images for the young people to embrace and, and give them the tools necessary to succeed. Hey, you you are definitely doing that. Uh, how you get so many books? Where do you have time <laughs> to knock out fourteen books? Man, I tell you, I don't know, but, but for things that are important, you just find time. I come from yeah. a family of educators. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and my aunts, four, my six aunts were all in education. That's you know, uncles, grandmothers. So education was also an important part of my life and my lifestyle. So that's all. That's what I know. How to empower the education. Wow, man, man, you know what? You got, you got. It's so many, you know, because I know you. It's so many ways I want to go with this interview. And I, 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 first of all, I want to say this: I'm so impressed with you as a human being. You know. Uh, do, do you have what's your time like, Tommy? How much time you got before you got to go? Well, the plane is gonna take off in about five minutes. But okay, let me do this. Let me do. You got five minutes. Let me let let me let one of my callers in. I'm going to Vegas, seven oh two. You're on the line with Tommy Ford. Hey, good afternoon. This is this is Tommy's friend, Miss Michelle, calling from Las Vegas. How you doing, Mr. Ford? Hey, Miss Michelle. I want you to play right in the director of the hotel. Oh wow. Yes. How are you? I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How about you? I'm doing good. I got the uh, message from Rodney on uh, Facebook, so I said, let me give Tommy a call. Let him know I'm listening in. And, Rodney, I'm listening to you too, man. You're oh, doing I'll a good see. job. Well, you got anything it. for Tommy? What, what's your insight on Tommy Ford from your perspective as a, as a uh, writer yourself? I absolutely love Tommy, and I've loved him for a long, long time. Um, I've watched so Tommy. You're about to be married, um, so be, 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 be careful. Be careful. That's all right. That's a big old brother. That's all right. <laughs> it's all good. I'm married too, so it's all good. Praise the Lord, everybody. Tell the Lord, thank you. Amen. <laughs> yeah, Tommy. Tom, I think Tommy's a phenomenal talent. I was just watching him the other day um, on in a in a play on uh, television. I forgot the name of the play because he's been in so many of them. 
Were you in PTA? No, it was a David Talbot play. I forget oh, which, right. um, he said which she one it was. Said the of God yeah, that's it. that's exactly the one it was. And it was really good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like there Tommy is again. You know, and then, of course, I saw him in everything he's ever done, you know, from Martin to New York Undercover, just everything. And then, you know, I watch him go from one spectrum to the next. And, you know, I know um, people that he supported um, in their ministries and in their craft. And, you know, I just think he's a phenomenal man and, you know, and, and he, he's an expert in, in his craft. And I just, you know, wanted to call and encourage him to keep doing what he's doing. Thank keep it moving. Oh, how beautiful. Thank you for the call, sweetie. Yes, Stay online, you keep listening. Okay. Tommy, what do you say to that when when you get those that so so much outpouring of love? That's one thing I noticed about being around you. People love Tommy Ford. You know what? I love people and it's a difference. I I love, genuinely love people, Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. And I thank God for every opportunity I get to empower others. I'm in D C now, I see the show out here called The Last One Standing. And a kid's version of it called The Last Kid Standing. It's yeah. a talent show where we go out to the community and we allow you to give young people a platform to show their talent. We spend a whole week out here doing workshops, empowering them. Do a show, um, a theater called The Ark in Southeast, which is um, built right in the middle of the community. They have their own theater, school of art, drama, school of music, and we empowered those kids all week. And, and then the kickoff was on the weekend we did a talent show for both kids and adults. So it's really about planting the seeds and nourishing them, watching them grow and watching them develop. And, and I get a kick out of it, man. It's, it's so exciting. It's, we have a responsibility. And once we are blessed to be a blessing to somebody else, I just yeah. can't get what I can, can what I get, then sit on my case. Come on, man. I, I got one last call of time, and I'm going to let you go. I know you're about to take off. And you know All you right. gangster when you can make a plane just wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> my man is on the line. He's got his own show on Blog Talk. It's called Peasy's Place. Peasy, you on with Tommy Ford, man. You got anything for him? Yeah, I just wanted to say it was really amazing to me how he said that with his agent that they didn't think Martin was going to be really big. And if you look on TV right now, there's not any really black sitcoms out, and Martin exactly. is still running. And you can still laugh, and you can still laugh, and you can still laugh, and you can still laugh. So it's like, you know, to me, Listening to Tommy is that you never know what you got in your hands, so just push it to the fullest. That's what I just got from you. I certainly appreciate you, brother. Tommy, can you give me can you give me one of your your famous words, man? Words of wisdom. I know you like you you notorious for dropping science and dropping words out there. Can you drop some out there for the for the the, the budding young artist that would listen to your voice or the, the I'm gonna, actor I'm or gonna the say comedian? This, they're telling me I have a terrible fault. I'm gonna say this very quickly. Yeah. That they said I spent a month my career hearing that I ain't got no job. But we all have a job. Yeah, I would say without a vision, the people would perish, and without a job, you will sure to die. So get off your butt and do your job. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tommy Ford. Tommy, thank you so much, man. God bless you, brother. Love you, man. Stay blessed. I love you more. Take it easy. Hey, y'all, y'all on the show. It's Rodney Perry Live. Where else can you get this, baby? This is Blog Talk Radio. This is Rodney Perry Live. We're doing it so big, so cold, so cool, so correct that I had to do that. I had to do Tommy for even for a short time today and to let people know how great of a human being that guy is. We got, we got, we're going to do this. I'm going to play this song, then I'm going to come back, and we're going to take some calls. 
We're going to uh, talk about anything y'all want to talk about. Anybody that's on the line, I see y'all. I see y'all in the chat room. Come back and acknowledge y'all, all y'all. And we're going to have a good time today. This is Rodney Perry Live, and Rodney Perry doing it so big, so cold, so cool, so correct. Let's get it started. <laughs> What's up, y'all? That's one of my favorite joints of all time. What's your favorite song? I don't know what yours is. I'm a huge Hammer fan. If you ever see my live show, I do a tribute to Hammer in it. You know, it's a lot of great uh, music. And people don't give Hammer the credit because, you know, Hammer did some stuff we didn't approve of. You know what I'm saying? Hammer, Hammer came out with the Hammer pants. Hammer had the popcorn chicken. You know, we was mad at Hammer over the popcorn chicken. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Hammer did some great things, and uh, I got to go. I'm going to the line. There's some people on the line I definitely want to talk to. 214, you're on the line. I think I know who this is. Man, you know who this is. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Marcelina? Marcelina. Oh, uh, <laughs> Nothing, How you doing? man. Hey, hey, you man I'm good. What do you think about the Tommy Ford interview? Man, I love Tommy Ford. He killed me with that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you just get buck wild? <laughs> I love it. You know, Mark, what's, what's going on with you? You you in La La Land? Where you at in this world? I'm chilling, man. You know, you know what I do. I'm just grinding out here, trying to get my hustle on, trying to now, be like you when I grow up. You, you know, you know, we got to keep our mad hustle on now. Uh, I, I'm talking hot topics today. There's there's a few things in the news I wanted to get your opinion on. First of all, the uh, Steve McNair incident. You know, how how crazy is that? I mean, are, are women just not taking it no more? I mean, I don't know what was up with old girl, but I mean, seriously though, you have to know he's a public figure. You know his business. Already, if he comes to the restaurant with his family, you know he was married. And I just think, you know, if you get into that situation, which you shouldn't, you shouldn't ever mess with a married man. Right. You know nine times out of ten he's not going to leave his wife, even if he say he is. And I just, I'm just saying for a girl because you're 20 years old, and I don't know if it was that good to you that you had to kill him so nobody else would get it. 
and that you would be the only one to get it, but she had to realize it was something better out there she just had not experienced. She's only 20 years old. Hey, let me tell you something. These 20-year-old women is wild. Amanda Rodriguez, you heard about this? 23-year-old wife of murder boxes Arturo Gotti. Arturo Gotti is dead right now, strangled with guess what? With a uh, a I I mean, they ain't taking it, Robbie. They out there, they wilding out for real. I'm that, telling right. you, they just don't understand. It's some How ridiculous is this, is. man? I, I got to bring my man Peasy on the line. Peasy. Oh, you said Arterio Gotti was strangled with what? A purse strap, dog. A purse strap. But I'm, man, I'm I mean, going to tell you like this. These women have lost their damn mind, Robbie. <laughs> this is what you have to understand, man. Listen. They have to understand how to play their position. Now, Steve McNair, out of bounds, first of all, you married, and you messing with, I'm 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I, there is nothing that a 20-year-old can do for me. Well, I don't, you, well I don't know about that. Wait a minute, that. Martha. You don't know about that. You ain't sure? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm a I'm, I'm saying, I'm, reason, reason why I'm, I'm saying, saying that is because she, she nailed it earlier. She is. She wasn't mentally experienced enough to deal with someone like him. You know right. what I mean? I mean like you have to be. There, there are physical, physical things she could do that could satisfy him. But what you saying on a mental level, he don't have no business with her. Right. Right. Exactly. She's only twenty years old. She worked at a at a restaurant. First of all, he was out of bounds in the giggle because she was taking her completely out of her element. That's first and foremost. Secondly. She she's not even American. She's Iranian American, so we don't know if this has something to do with religious, being Muslim, whatever she was. I mean, to me that that was ridiculous. And if you notice it though, these aren't even American women that's going buck wild. These foreign women. Once these American women know they can get a hold and do this shit too, man, it's gonna go buck wild. Cause our Tiro Gotti ain't American, and neither was old girls. So therefore, these women out, these foreign women just ain't taking it no more. They just going buck wild. Hey, 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 Peasy, Marcelita, hold on. I got my girl coming on the line, uh, Miss Toya Norwood. Toya, you up? I'm up. I'm here. How, How you, you doing, doing? baby? You, Tommy I'm Ford, I, I just got off the line with Tommy Ford. Great interview. Toya Norwood, you got all my entertainment. Now, we was just talking about uh, um, Steve McNair. We were talking about uh, Arturo Gotti. W- what else you got out there? What's going on in entertainment right now? Oh, my God, it's so much going on. Um, you know, the, the the talk right now is just Jay-Z and the game. This beef is just way out of control right about now. Okay, you got to school um, me. School me. I don't yeah. know nothing about it. Well, actually, you know, um, the game and Jay-Z, they have been, like, not friends for a very long time now, uh, for years. But all of a sudden now it's just getting really to a point where it's exploding um, Jay-Z had went to uh, Las Vegas over the fourth weekend, and he decided to do a little freestyle rap. But what he decided to do was talk about the game and talk about Jamin and Dash because, you know, they're not friends or business partners anymore. And he wow. was just pretty much saying, like, you know, I don't chase after, um, you know, crack profits. So that means kind of what he's saying is, you know, they might still be in the whole drug dealing, you know, thing, trying to get profits and money from that. And um, he's like, I'm not into the whole gossip thing, and they can pretty much, you know, kiss my butt. And um, so then you have the game that heard about this and decided while he was in in Spain, let me go ahead and talk about Jay-Z acapella. 
So he broke down and he talked about Jay Z bad, and not only that, he dissed Beyonce, pretty much saying that she slept with all of the NBA, on the Mavericks. I mean, all of the Houston football Is players. Is that true? Well, well, here's the thing. And no what do I sign yet. up for the Mavericks set? Is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, is like no one came, you know, no one's admitting this, you know, but we don't know. We don't know, but that's what he's saying. I'm not going to believe that. I can't believe that about my beloved Beyonce. Okay, so Jay-Z and the game got beef. Now, let me ask you this. How real is it? Is this something we're going we gonna to lose two or more of our hip-hop icons, or is it is it going to play out like LL Cool J and Cool Mo D back in the day? Is it, is it all in good fun? Well, here's the thing, um, and, and a lot of people may not know about, is in 2005, Michael Jackson tried to get in the middle of Jay-Z and the game, pretty much saying that I, well, he actually called the game and pretty much said, hey, you know, I want okay, to meet can, can I do the call? Can I do the call? Hello, can I speak to the game? Hello. <laughs> this game? <laughs> game. So, so you can imagine. <laughs> And the game was like, yo, I was shocked when Michael Jackson called. But, you know, who's not shocked when Michael Jackson calls? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, everybody's shocked if he call you now, but I'm sorry. I, I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so he tried to really um, get in the middle and try to, you know, get them together and be friends. And actually really what he wanted to do was do a song with the game, Michael Jackson and Jay-Z. So I really wish that would have came about because that would have been just so awesome and hot. <laughs> Go ahead, get up listen. <laughs> yeah, it would have been it would have been hilarious. I mean, that would have been, been great. The it game would've. and Jay Z on the Rock with You remix. Oh my God, what? How gangster would that be? <laughs> gangster, but unfortunately, we will never it's see what it's all about. <laughs> oh hey, this man, is I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, that that obviously is not going to work. So I don't know if they're going to come back and reunite and make it better, but all I know is what's happening now is they're not talking very good to each other. So it could blow up. I hope not because we don't need nothing, you know, like the Tupac and Biggie thing. We really don't. No, not at all. I, I think I think at the end of the day they both grown men, and, you know, where, where this is kind of playing out in front of us, I think they're more grown men than little boys, and they won't let it play out like that. Hopefully. That's what we You got say. anything Hopefully. else before we get out? Um, and one more thing, you know, the Nas and Kellis, you know, they still going through the nasty divorce. And um, Nas is actually coming forth and paying a little bit of a couple of thousand dollars, about $5,000 support now. But he's claiming that he's not making the $11 million that Kellis said he's making. He's only making $4 million, and he's only bringing in $148,000 a month. So that's not a lot of money to him. $5,000 is pretty much all he's going to give up right now. But um, she's probably going to do, do they a have bit children? more. Do they have children? Yeah, well, unborn child. You know, Kellis is still pregnant. She's ready. She's due any oh, day now. Oh, they they just, they just you know, you go through it. You know, I got a bunch of kids. You go through it right <laughs> before you had a baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I'm sure they'll work it out. I'm, is, is it that bad? Is it over? Uh, no, it's going to get nasty. It's very nasty now because, again, she's claiming he made $11 million. He's like, I only made $4 million. But, you know, Nas was not paying anything to her while she was carrying the baby for any expenses and just till recently. And she's due now. Yeah, but, you know, she, she, she done stole enough money. She all right. 
Come on. He ain't hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, people be like, he, ain't, he hasn't done anything to me while I was pregnant. Really? Do you? Come on. She says she's broke. She says she is. I mean, really? I mean, what did she do since the milkshake? Nothing. Maybe so. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. So that's all I got. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you so much. Toya Norwood. Toya, tell everybody where they can find you, and they can always get this great information from you. You know what? You can definitely hit me up on Facebook. Just look me up by my name, Toya Norwood, and you got me. And, and Toya, I got to tell you, I've been stalking your Facebook page, and you got some fly little sexy pictures on there, too. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, man. We need a bathing suit so my, my listeners can go and really see what you're doing. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little top-heavy. I don't know about that. <laughs> you really busting out, busting out on the phone. All right. Hey, y'all, uh, it's Roddy Perry Live. That's my girl, Toya Norwood. Check out on Facebook where she is doing her thing so big, so live. And uh, I got to go into my chat room right now, man. This show is, is kind of a blessing because usually, you know, I'm so stuck with my guests that I don't get a chance to really holler at my people in the chat room. Angel Eyes. Hello, little mama. How you doing? Appreciate you always blessing my show. Uh, JFL Live Talk Radio shouts out to you and your show. Peasy's Place, of course, always shouts out to Peasy's Place. Peasy's Place. Peasy is the man that turned Rodney Perry on to uh, Blog Talk Radio. And for anybody that don't know, uh, my show was just made a feature show. Um, so thanks again to Blog Talk Radio. Shouts out to the Black Comedy Show. Black Comedy Show is also one of the cold shows on Blog Talk, one of the first shows to have me on. And Black, along with Peasy, really showed me the game. Black, I would love it if you would call in, man. Call in and, uh, and chop it up with me. Coach K, what's really going on? Thanks for calling in. And, of course, True View Radio, always one of my favorite shows. I get a chance to check it out and listen as well. And Ms. Meek, what's really going on? I see all y'all in the chat room. Call in. Talk to me, man. The lines are wide open. Y'all can holler at me, and I'll holler right back at you. I'm coming to you on the line, 862. You're on with Rodney Perry, and it's Rodney Perry Live. Hello. You don't want to talk? You could say hi. Y'all don't just got to sit there. People kill me with that. <laughs> Peasy. What up? Have you heard anything about that Jay Z beef? Had you? I I didn't know anything. Man, I I never heard nothing about a Jay Z beef with game. Never. But you know what though? On his first album, um, he'd be like, um, "No hook from Jay," something like that. He'd be like, "Got." He had a beat from everybody. Like he got something for Bay said, but no hook from Jay. I guess he was mad at me about that Maybach line. Oh, when he was talking God. about. He said that on his very first album. I do remember him saying that, but I hadn't heard anything recently about about Jay and the game beefing. But like you said, a Rock With You remix with Jay-Z and Game? Would that be hot, though? That man, that would have been crucial. That would be ridiculous, I mean, son. I mean, you think, or, or any of them Michael Joyce, them classic, you know, you know, you might have you might have uh, uh, Jay-Z on Working Day and Night. Oh, man. You know what? Jay Z on that one. Remix. If I was Jay Z, Jay Z and them, I'd remix. I'd remix all his greatest hits. Hey, you stupid man! I'm wilding out today, baby. It's Rodney Perry live. So live, so cold. Hey, hey, peace. I think I'll let this mic play for a second. Let the mic play. Okay, that's enough. We're back. Hey, man. <laughs> 
Hey man, it's so much fun. I got my, I got my man. I think this is it's one of my people. I just asked to call in. Must have called in. Uh, you on the line? It's Rodney Perry live. You on live? What's going on? Two one six. What up? What up? What up, Rodney P? Who is this? It's your boy Black. What's up, family? This is Black for the Black Comedy Show. Uh, not to be confused with uh, what's the other Black name, Peasy? Oh, uh, Black's Blog. Black's Blog. Shouts out to Black's Blog. This is the Black Comedy Show, uh, the best in comedy interviews, man. What's going on, Black? Man, ain't nothing, baby. Just enjoying the show today, man. What's up with you? Y'all are hey, talking man, about we had We having a great time, man. I had Tommy Ford on earlier. Uh, please archive the show, you guys. You can, you, can, you can go in the archives and listen to all the shows. Uh, my first show, I had Kim Whitley on. My second show, I had Kevin Hart. My third show, I had Chandrella Avery. Last week... I had uh, my boy, I told my boy this last I said I had Michael and Thelma on from Good Times. He said, I'm so mad at you that you call them by their names, their TV names. <laughs> man, you so just got all I had Bernadette Stannis and uh, Ralph Carter on last week. So we have great shows, and this week Tommy Ford came in and sat in with us for a little while. So uh, we, we have we having some good shows, some good times, man. And, and Blog Talk Radio just made my show a feature show. So uh, shouts out to uh blog talk radio what's happening over there on uh black show man what's happening with you man we just doing big things man trying to uh get some big names up in comedy you know we got a uh, red grant coming on we got alonzo bolton coming on uh i mean we just got some some good comedians coming on i mean you know there, there has not been a show since the rodney perry show you know what i'm saying but you know we trying to keep keep that same uh keep that same flow going yeah <laughs> You I mean, and that's what it's about. It's all about great energy, man. I, I would love to talk to True View Radio, too, man. Call in, man. Holler at me. Coach K, y'all all welcome. Sheila, y'all call me today, man. The lines are wide open. We got 15 more minutes, man. I want to open the lines and really have some fun today. Peasy, you still on the line. I ain't muted you out, baby, so feel free to chime in at any moment. And uh, and, and I just I just want... I just want for uh, to create an atmosphere where we can just wild out too, you know, every once in a while, you know, and and that's what this show is about. My girl Marcelina Oline, what's up, Marcelina? What's up? I'm still here. I see you. What you chewing on? I ain't chewing on nothing. Why? Why I gotta be chewing on something? It, it sounds like, like you was chewing on something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think that's you trying to take my head. Yes, yes. Hey, Ron, let me ask y'all a quick question. What y'all yes. think about this? Because this is what, you know, usually I do my show on relationships tonight, mm-hmm. but I, tonight I'm doing it on the Michael Vick versus Dante Starworth. What do y'all think about that? Uh, well, school me on that. What, what's going on? You know how Michael Vick got, got the time for the killing of the dogs? He got like oh. two years, lost close to $100 million, and Dante Starworth hit the pedestrian while he was drunk and high and only got 24 days in jail. Yeah, but this 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 what happened with that. Let, let let old Rodney Perry school you on what happened. First of all, you know it is 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 more uh, deadly to hurt a dog in this country than a human being. So once you wrap your mind around that, then you won't ask no more questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the value of life is diminished past the dogs. I mean, this is ridiculous to me. I mean, I just, I mean. Like you know, for mine is if you if you if you got, they made an example out of Mike Vick, uh, Dante Starworth. He came forward. He did take all the tests. Now Mike yeah. was being evasive and elusive. I agree with that. But to take a hundred million dollars 
well, well this, this, is, this, is what, this is what this is what happened, and, and Pete, you've seen me do this in my act. What what happened is Michael Michael Vick had a hundred million dollar contract, mm-hmm. but he was losing. Right. You understand me? When you at, when right. you're in that situation right. and you're not winning games, people start trying to figure out a way to recoup those funds, yeah, and that's ultimately what I think happened in terms of Michael Vick in that situation. And Michael Vick, like you said, he was being elusive. He was not completely honest, you know, with, you know, the powers that be, you know, Allah, a.k.a. the white man. And that, in turn, created an atmosphere where Michael Vick ended up in a situation. I mean, we see uh, drunk drivers and aggravated assault and manslaughter. We see that stuff all the time. And Dante Stallworth, I don't know the nuts and bolts of the story, but it sounds like he stepped up. He's, he's probably showed a lot of remorse. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what you have to do in that situation. Yeah, he paid the family an undisclosed settlement. Uh, he says he's on, he's got, I think, house arrest for like, two years, he can't ever have a driver's license, but I'm saying the 24 days, because the reason why I say that is because when when uh, Dwayne Goodrich, I don't know if y'all are familiar with him, he was a, a, a second round draft choice for the Dallas Cowboys, he played cornerback, mm-hmm. maybe about three or four years ago, he hit somebody and killed him, didn't even know he was drunk, didn't even know it was a person, he thought it was a cone, he's wow. still in jail right now, because wow. he was going through a construction site. Well, well, dude, this is the reality, and I, I had the opportunity to sit on a, a jury case last year, and you, in court, you are only as good as your attorney, mm-hmm. bottom line. If your attorney is great, then you great. If your attorney ain't that great, I don't care how much you pay for them either, because there's some really uh, high-end attorneys that's not great attorneys. So you're only as good as your attorney. And I, I think that's probably what happened in that case with with that gentleman. You know what I mean? Is that you know right. money? Because Dante that, Starworth had just got three point five million the day before on a wow. bond, and that's that's a big difference than a hundred million. But but what about this? Yeah. What, what about the fact that uh, yeah, these cats is doing the things that they're doing? But who's going to talk about the fact that when you start making this amount of money, Tempin, you got to change your lifestyle, man. Drinking and driving yeah, you're and right. doing all this kind of stuff. And you are in the media's eye. You are in, uh, as <laughs> Rodney say, uh, Allah, the white man's eye. you got to be on your P's and Q's. Do you want to make $100 million or do you want to uh, drink and drive and hit people? You know yeah, yeah but that's, so that's the thing. That's why I'm want to make it so I can run people over. That's what I'm trying to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Anybody that ever listened to this tape that Hey, hey Rodney, Rodney, I just pulled Toya up on Facebook, man. Toya's bad mom, my bad yeah. mama jamma. <laughs> Toya is fine. Toya is fine. Marcelina's fine. All the ladies that pop on the show, shouts out to uh all the ladies that come through and bless the chat room. And all of you, all you guests that are listening right now, thank y'all for listening to the show. And um, uh, please favorite my show, man. Uh, when you go on to a blog talk, hit the little heart button and make my show a favorite so you can tell when we put up new shows and you'll be uh, uh, blessed with the, uh, the guests, man. I got a lot of people that it's crazy because when I start doing this show, people start hitting me up because I used to have to kind of look for people. I'm saying used to like I've been on six months i've been on you know a month a month and a half but i i it, it was kind of i had to explain to people what it was about and now people are kind of hitting me up via facebook and and myspace and and all those mediums to get on the show so look for in the next few weeks some great guests and um 
some of uh, the great Rodney Perry relationships that we get to exploit. So uh, with that, uh, we got like eight minutes left in the show, man. I only do one hour because I want to keep the show sweet and uh, to the point. Uh, shouts out again to uh, all of my chat room people. Uh, Carly Diamond, what up? She said, once you start losing money for the white man, it's over. <laughs> Oh, that's Charlie Diamond. Charlie Diamond, very, very well put. That, and and that's, that, I think that's very true. Uh, this weekend, I'm headed to Philly. I'm going to be at the Philadelphia Laugh House uh, if uh, Philly uh, gets a hold of this before uh, Friday or Saturday. Come out, check me out live, man. The show is going to be incredible. I don't know if y'all had a chance to see Rodney Perry live show yet, but, you know, it, I, if, I, if I had to toot my own horn, it, it's something special. I, it, I would have to agree. I mean, you you looking at a man on stage. I concur. I concur. And he, I think he the most, the sharpest comedian I ever seen on stage. What do you think, PZ? Hey, man, I wasn't. I'm going to tell you like this. I done seen a lot of comedians. I knew Rodney was good, but I saw him on a couple different means. I done seen him in a pack house, and I done seen him where it was only 20 people, 30 people in the crowd. And I know this is going to sound crazy. I think the show with the 30 people might have been even better because he interacted with everybody. Right, right. Everybody. Right. I mean, it wasn't like the show, like his show wasn't any different or any less enthusiasm for the 500 I just saw the night before. You know right. what I mean? I, yeah, and, and I wasn't, I knew he was good, but he, I think he might be one of the most underrated comics in the game right now, in my personal opinion, because I watch a lot of comedy and I listen to a lot man, of comedy. Man, I, I, I would I really appreciate him in my that, top man. five. No doubt. I agree with that. And shooting through the roof. And the boy be so clean, you just want to run on stage and pop his car. Oh, be clean, man, be clean. Shoes be shining. I'm like, dude, this nigga got a show shining in his bag or something? I'm like, damn, really, nigga? I ain't never had my shoes that shiny. Ever. Enough. It don't just be like one pair, Enough. every pair. Stop it, gentlemen. Stop it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all can't toot my horn no more. I got to toot y'all for a second. Again, uh, I shout PZ out every week. Uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, these two gentlemen that's on the line with me, they are the reason I, Rodney Perry is on Blog Talk Radio right now. Uh, PZ first, I did PZ's show, and, and PZ was like, Rod, man, you, you did something to my numbers never been done before. You should get your own show. And he began to tell me about Blog Talk and what it was. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds kind of hot. But then, like maybe a week later, I was uh, on the road and – I was doing black show from a hotel room, and black start schooling me on a rod. Man, you got to do this. This is and so between you guys, you guys really are the ones that kind of opened my mind to blog talk and what it was. And I really believe that this is a medium that can be like the next MySpace or Facebook. What do you guys think? I agree. With I agree, one hundred and fifty percent. I mean, I, I I compare it to a, a YouTube. Yes. Because yep. right now is. Uh, the mainstream America doesn't have a hold of it, and I think it's a great thing that that blog talk is starting to feature you. That way, they can you can see a black face on the on the on the feature page all the time. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to let people know that hey, wait a minute, we got some black folks on here too now. It's not just a, a, a white medium, and I think it's just like Facebook. It's just like MySpace. Once they get that fever, that bug, and people realize, look, I can use my voice to do whatever I want. Maybe it's just to play music. Maybe you don't want to talk. Maybe you just want to have a channel where you can hear some Islamic music all the time because you don't know any channels. You got wow. a bunch of Islamic songs that you just want to play. 
you or can program your own show. Anything that you want. Yeah, yep. it's whatever you want that, that might not be out there that you want to do or talk about. Like, I haven't seen any shows out there like Blacks where they just interview the top comedians knowing what's going on in their life. Never seen a show like that, period, on TV or radio. And I, I will have to agree with you fellas, too, and, and to say to the listeners, if this is radio is something that you thought about doing, blog talk is a way to, good way to start because you, you do it, you show your, professional, your professionalism, you keep at it, you always improve your show, and you never know from doing right. this, which was free, what door would be open to you for a career. So don't just get on here and, and just be silly with it, but take it really serious, be professional with it, and next thing you know, you could be getting a call from somebody else to do it professionally. Yeah, I, I, I've heard I heard stories of people from Blog Talk getting hit up by Sirius Satellite, getting hit up by XM, getting by, you know. So it, it's, it's a very real opportunity. And where else can you get a demo tape of you on radio doing interviews, playing music, a real radio host that don't cost you no money? Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm Nowhere. 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 So I, I, I want to chat room once again. Just last night, just checked in with us. Uh, shout out again to Truvy Radio, Coach K, the Black Comedy Show, Sheila Chadwick. What's up, Sheila? Sheila got the Ghetto Cooking Show on Facebook, which is ridiculous. I don't know if y'all had a chance. Have you, have you watched it? The Ghetto Cooking Show? What? <laughs> she in her kitchen cooking ghetto dishes. She might make macaroni and cheese. She might make, you know, like a ghetto hamburger with the, with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, the one. That's her show? That's her, yeah. what's, the, what's her name on, on, on Facebook? Sheila Chadwick. Is Sheila Chadwick? Hey, Sheila, Sheila, add me as a friend if you ain't already this peasy. I'm about to start tuning into your show. I'm, I'm, I'm about to right tune in. I'm her show is right Sheila Chadwick. Yes, check her out. Check her out. And she's on Blog Talk as well. She comes and listens to my show every week. And I, I thank I thank her. You guys, man, thank you, PZ, for, for, for dropping in, man. I, I I love your show. I love what you're doing with your show. I got two minutes left, so I want to leave you all with some final thoughts. I opened the show today with uh, a creed from a school uh, called St. Phillips. If you're picking up this show maybe halfway through, please go back to the beginning of the show and listen to that uh, because it, it's about um, motivating ourselves and motivating our children through through this show and other shows because I think at the end of the day, you got to find a way to make whatever you do not just about you. Find a way to make the life you live more purposeful than Rodney or more purposeful than Peasy or more purposeful than Black. Because when you make it about more than you, it gives you an opportunity not to get down on yourself because you're working for someone else. Put yourself in a mind of service. Serve somebody this week. Take the opportunity and help somebody that you wouldn't normally help. You know, or make eye contact with somebody. Say hello. Or when you're walking past them, say a little prayer and make them know that you got their back. I'm sitting here right now, my daughter, my, my baby girl, six years old. I talk about it in my act, and she's really not a bad kid. Say hi, to, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. That's Rihanna. We call her Pooter. And y'all listen to Rodney Perry Live. We are doing it like this every Tuesday, 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast, and you know where you are if you're in between. This week, Rodney Perry at the Laugh House in Philly doing it so big. Please archive the show, favorite this show, and tell everybody about all my friend shows. Peasy, 
Uh, uh, shout out to Black. Shout out to Stevie Mac. Shout out to True View Radio. Uh, my man Enz Mitchell at the Comedy Union. I see you just clicked in. You guys have been so great. Thank y'all for listening to my show today. I'm signing off, but I'm going to stay in the archive for probably another 10 minutes. So if you want to holler at me, please holler. Thank you, Ms. Meek, for uh, blessing my show. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. I think this is one of the best shows that, that we've done. But look, we're going to do even bigger than that. Y'all stay with me. This is Rodney Perry. Y'all stay blessed. Rodney Perry live, four seconds, and we are out. Ha <laughs> ha. Mitchell, what's really going on, man? How you doing, man? How's it going today, brother? I'm good, man. Um, I'm going to keep bothering you about this. I want to I wanna send out a blast, man, to all my customers so that they can start. This is too good for them to not know about it, dude. Oh well, you know what? I'm 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 absolutely all full on board with that, man. I I would love for you to do that, you know, and um and uh, we we can work out some type of deal, you know. I don't want you just. I know you got you take a long no, time. To no, no, this, no, 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 no. I know ain't nothing free. Um. Well, this this doesn't really cost me anything. I've already amassed all of this stuff, so it's it's just a matter of doing it. So I really don't want anything other than trying to help. Wow. Well, well, you know what? I, we, I'm definitely gonna take you up on that. I got a, uh, I got a, a, a widget I can email you that you can, you can, you can put into a e-blast, and people can just click on it, and it'll send them to the show and the times and everything. Or, or and I, I can see that via email. So, uh, but what's up, man? How's it going? What's, what's happening? What y'all, what y'all got that, this week at the Comedy Union? Um, you know, just working hard, brother. Got a couple shows. Ladies' night on Thursday. Uh, uh, the no. ladies' night is blowing up. Looks like. The ladies' night is really catching fire, man. You know, uh, all the ladies are coming out. It's free. Are we shout on air right out, now? Shout out to Vanessa Gradick and uh, and uh, the the ladies the ladies' night show, man. But you know, women always come out to comedy. Am I right? Uh, that's one of the biggest audiences for comedy is women. They drag the men with them. So you know, it's always best to reach out to the females, and then they sort of make the audience with men. So we're we're good. When when women come, we're all good. I wonder, can I pull Marcelina? Are you still on? Marcella? Marcelina, I think I, I think I'm. Uh, I'm okay. still here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Marcy. Why is that? Why do women go out to comedy shows? The last couple of times you done text me, you've been at a comedy show. Well, you know, I kind of got a little side gig going on, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we like to laugh and be entertained and have you know jokes, and plus. You know, well, there's some fine comedians out there. We know y'all, a lot of them are hoes, so. Um. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Rodney. Not hey. you, Rodney, but no. It's some fine, it's some fine comedians. You know, it's fun, you know, just something to give you a good laugh. So you get may get the laugh on and you may get a little nookie. Hey, you might get a number or something, you know. <laughs> but hey. for the most part, you know, that's how we escape. You know, that nigga done did you wrong and. You just want to get out and chill with your girls. They make you laugh. You can forget about it for a little while. 
Now, now Marcy, as, as a patron of comedy enthusiast, a patron of comedy clubs, what do you like in your club? Like, if you could build your own club, and, you, and you're on the line with Ann's Mitchell, who owns the Comedy Union, what, 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 could you, what would you tell him that, that your ideal, your must-have in a club? A must-have in a club? Be, be nice food. now. Be, be nice now. Some good food, some funny comics, and um, I mean some some good drinks, not poison, you know, stiff, but you know, uh, don't, don't kill me. Yeah. Yeah. They try to kill you know, me. I had, I had an idea for you the other day, Ann, and I meant to call you, but I got sidetracked. I did this club in uh in Columbus. My man Pete, he was on early. He's from Columbus, Ohio. They had these big pictures, and and for like, you know, I think. Like say for instance, instead of a two drink minimum, do like a one drink maximum. Well, you only have to buy one drink, but if you buy one drink, you got to buy this big ass drink that's like twenty five dollars. Oh lord, <laughs> hysterical! You know what I'm saying? And, they, and you buy it in the pitcher, and you get like three or four straws. So one table could essentially buy one drink, but people probably buy like two or three of them. You know, when they have it a big party, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and and they mostly, you know, it's like a, it's like those concoction drinks that you ain't really, you know, you ain't really supposed to t- taste the alcohol in it, but you can still get your bang for your buck at the same time as a, as an owner. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, right now, dude, we're I I appreciate that idea. Right now, we're experimenting with a whole bunch of different ways to have the customer feel like they're not pressured to buy. You know, two drinks. The the difficulty is with this economy, we're letting people in at incredible discounts and for free, and it's impossible to keep your doors open if the customers come in and just sit, watch the show, then leave. Right. Right. So 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 it's it's a real real difficult. You know what I mean? Difficult. Do people not drink anyway? No, you know this is what I've experienced, man. It's not even about alcohol. You know. Uh, the Comedy Union, our thing is a two-beverage minimum where they don't have to buy alcohol. Right. Which one, you know, just to give you an example, if you go to to, uh, to see Beyonce, your ticket's $100. You don't have to spend, buy drinks or food or anything because their ticket price is so high. You go to oh, to see any of those shows, those tickets are 40 50 $60. Right. When people go to a comedy club, they get just as, as much fun. Then they go to any of these events and they spend five bucks, ten bucks, and then they get upset about buying anything else. But how is that business supposed to stay open when the customer walks in for five bucks? Right. Versus right, 40, but, but 50, is, that, is that the same animal? Because that you don't have it's the same not, infrastructure as Beyonce, because no, 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 and getting some sort of relief. So you said this is what you said. <laughs> you said that the Beyonce ticket is the same as the 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 ladies' night on Thursday. No, no. What I'm saying nah. is entertainment. Entertainment itself, right? Be it watching Beyonce or sitting at a comedy club and laughing for two hours. Who's to say which one of those is? You know what I'm saying? Right. There's definitely a value to it. I agree. That's, that's but you got to look at point. it this way too, because like with Beyonce. You paying a hundred dollars for that ticket, plus you're gonna pay for parking. Then when you get there, you still gonna buy drinks or, you know, if you're entertaining your date or whatever. So you spending a bill fifty to two hundred dollars just for that one show. You come to the comedy 
union or wherever you're going to go, and you pay $5 to get in, you don't want to pay the cover, you're going to see two or three comedians, and you still don't buy a drink or patronize the business with the food or whatever. That's what's going to keep it going. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I I think that, you know, my, my, my thing is entertainment is all relative. You know, if you come in and you had a hard day at work and you came there and you saw four comedians and they made you laugh so so hard that you forgot your troubles, is that, a, is that worth the same as going to a Beyonce concert? Probably because it's all about entertainment. It's about you were able to suspend whatever was going on in your life for two hours and, and you enjoyed yourself. Now, I can't put a meter on did I enjoy myself as much as Beyonce as I did at the comedy show. Who knows? All I'm saying is Beyonce tickets 100 The ticket to the comedy club is 5 maybe $10. And then, you know, people are like, well, you know, I spent $5. I don't want to buy no drinks. You pressured me, this, this, and that. My whole thing is Beyonce has to do $100 to keep her business rolling. If I were to charge $30, then I wouldn't have an age drink minimum at all because that, that would keep my business moving. Does that make sense? You would have no drink minimum if you charge $30? If people paid $30 to get in, there'd be no drink minimum at all. There wouldn't have to be because that $30 would, 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 would inoculate the reason for the drinks. Inoculate. Yes, sir. <laughs> Inoculate. I'm a person of sartorial splendor, Rodney Perry. I want you to understand that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, my ass would inoculate. Uh, all right. I, I think I think this is a great subject, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna do a whole show about this one day. So I would love to have you on here, Mitchell, and we, we'll talk to you and and and, uh, and some of the club owners in town, and uh, and uh, and really, I mean, I, would, I you know what I would love to do is show you, Mary from Chicago. Uh, maybe my man from New York, and get the different perspective in the different places around the country. Because I, I think there's a different, di- definite difference based on geography or how you manage a club. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, remember, there's I used to own... There's a difference from Pico to Hollywood. There's a big difference. And you remember, I used to own a club in Chicago, so I sort of know how it is to be a road club. I know how it is to be a Hollywood club. I know how it is to own a black club and a white club. So I sort of got all four of those areas, you know, covered, Mr. Perry. So I can be all four of those people for you. How's that? I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I was going to say no to that anyway. So good. Okay. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Hey, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. This is Rodney Perry Live. This show is Blog Talk Radio, and we're doing it on here. I, I don't know if you guys heard me announce earlier, but they, they have featured my show uh, on the, on the uh, blog talk site, so uh, I'm getting even more traffic as I'm looking at my uh, my tab for today. And so if you're if you're listening now, please continue to archive the site. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have been incredible. Rodney Perry, Philadelphia, this weekend, July 17th and 18th at the Laugh House. I see you on South Street. Me and Will Smith. Peace out. All right, brother. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.